Welcome on in, Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey with you here on this Sunday evening. Welcome. Thank you for making us a part of it right here on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully the weekend was fun, enjoyable, whether you're winding down a fun weekend, getting a, another work week started here. We appreciate you joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. So this is uh, interesting. We just had a, a little bit of a... I guess a Sunday night news dump, if that makes sense. But Russell Wilson just um, recorded a, and released a podcast with I Am Athlete. Brandon Marshall is the host of that. I want to play that here first. Because Russell Wilson, let me tell you, right, his, his time in Denver seemingly is over. His house is up for sale. If you're interested in basically having a mansion where you can live in like 13 different bathrooms, that sounds like the house for you. Go for it. Uh, with the amount of uh, facilities Russ has. I don't know why he needs that many, but hey, that's what you want. That's right up your alley. It's available. It is on the market. So Russell Wilson, I think right there, is kind of telling you his time in Denver is up. But that does not mean his confidence is going down. Russell Wilson, again, talking to I Am Athlete, was giving his, let's say, five-year projection, what he thinks he'll accomplish here in the next five years. Take a listen to Russ. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. You know, I, I love the city and everything else, but you know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. So, the thing that I, I, I want to do is, is, is win, man. That's all, that's all I care about. He wants to win, wants to be in Denver, and like you heard here, he wants to win two. Not two games in five years, two rings in five years. Lofty expectations. So what I want to ask you here at 855-212-4227 is, what team gives Russell Wilson the best chance to do that? If Russ is dead set on winning two Lombardis in the next five years, who gives him the best opportunity to do that? For me... It's the Seattle Seahawks. That is the best team. Going back where your career started, going back home is the best opportunity for Russ to win two rings in five years. But let's just even, let's not hold to that. To win a ring. Which team gives him the best chance to do that in the next five years? I think it's the Seahawks. First and foremost, this is on Russ. These next few weeks and months right away are going to show us how committed he is to winning. Because with that contract that he has with Denver, I think we can all assume at this point, he wants. He says, I want to stay in Denver. His time in Denver is over. And he, because of that, whether he's traded or cut, he is guaranteed $39 million this season, no matter what. So with that said, first and foremost, if Russ, which I believe he is, truly is committed to winning, that means he is not going to the team that's going to give him the highest amount of money. If anything, that means he's going to play for the veteran minimum. It's like $1.2 million, something like that. It's, it's in that range. You take a $1 million, $2 million, $3 million contract, that'll truly show if you are in it for the rings or if you're in it for the money. I think he's in it to win. So I expect him and think he will take a lesser contract in order to allow cap space for to build the team and to go to a spot where they have, you know, the ability to add him all, onto an already good team. But here's why, then, with that being the case, 
That being the, the opening premise, he is going to take less. He's not going to take a lot of money. Let me lay out why it makes the most sense for Russell Wilson next year to play in Seattle. Number one, he's better than Geno Smith. But let's be real here. He is better than Geno Smith. If you're the Seahawks and your options are Geno and Russ, I'm taking Russ 10 times out of 10. I think last year showed the NFL caught up to Geno. In 2022, we had it when he had a career year, took the world by storm, led the Seahawks to the playoffs, in which no one expected that to happen. That was a one-year wonder. You look at his stats from this past season. Had 20 touchdown passes compared to 30 the year before. Passer rating was 92 this past season compared to 100 the year before, uh, before that, 2022, his first year in Seattle. 3,600 passing yards last uh, two years ago, 2022, 4,200 passing yards. His numbers dropped and dropped significantly. Why? The league has figured him out. Now the, the jig is up, if you will. Defensive coordinators know his tendencies. And now all of a sudden, he's not having as much success. I think if you're Seattle, thinking that if you go with Gito next year, that you will get Gito Smith closer to 2022, that led you to the playoffs, instead of 2023 where they did it, I think is foolish. I think you're fooling yourself thinking, that you'll get the 2022 Geno Smith again. So I think for you, if you're Seattle, it makes the most sense to go with Russ, especially when you look at those numbers, by the way. 20 touchdown passes, 92 passer rating, 3,600 passing yards for Geno last season. Russ, all three of those categories, better. So Russ was better than Geno last year. Surpassed him in, in those categories. That's number one. Number two... When you look at actual fit, Russ fits this offense perfectly. I mean, look what you're working with here. Jackson Smith the Jigba, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker. I know a lot of those players were there when he was there just three years ago. Like, it's not that long, right? It's not that far removed. Most of them were there. But here's the big difference of why it would make a lot of sense. The guy who's calling the plays is different. Mike McDonald, right, just replaced Pete Carroll as head coach. He hired Ryan Grubb, who was the offensive coordinator for the Washington Huskies, who got to the national title game this past year. If you watched even just a little bit of the Huskies this past season, what did you see? Deep downfield passing. Consistent deep shots multiple times a game. What does Russell Wilson, what does he want to do? Where is he at his best? I would argue he's had his best play action, throwing the ball deep, having that moon ball, right? That 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 patented Russ moon ball deep ball, dropping that into DK, dropping that into Jackson Smith and Jigba, even a little bit with Tyler Lockett, who's getting older in the tooth, or I guess longer the tooth is the right way to say it, but still has a, a little bit of get up as well. That is where Russ is at his best. And he fits. What Ryan Grubb now coming in wants to do. He fits that new Seattle Seahawks offense. Gone are the days of Pete Carroll, conservative, run the ball, don't have the offense, lose you the game. Let's play, you know, play play to win with our defense. Those days are gone. 
So now that Russ's biggest adversary is no longer there in Pete Carroll, he would come to Seattle and I think would fit perfectly in this offense. So he's better than Geno. You have weapons around you. You have an offensive philosophy that fits what you want to do. And then finally, to finish where we started, he's cheap. He's affordable. The Seahawks don't have a lot of cap space. They just had to re uh, redo Geno Smith's deal to open up about $5 million of cap space. But we just got the salary cap numbers. Record high. They're, what? Jumped $30 million, the salary cap, uh, going to this year. So the salary cap exploded. You already got some wiggle room with Geno Smith's contract. And now you can bring Russ in for $2 million, $3 million. You're not bringing in a $30 or $40 million quarterback. You're bringing in a guy that's going to be uh, on a cheaper deal than most backups. What's there not to like? What's there not to, you know, to jump all over? That's why I think if you're Russ, when you look around at trying to win again and wanting to lift, as he said, that feel the chill of the Lombardi, I guess the trophy's cold. If you want to feel that again, I think the best spot for you to attain that is in Seattle. Going back home, the people that drove you out are gone. They're in need of a quarterback. Gino is figured out. And if you're looking to win, what other spot is he going to go to right now that he can win more with a better team around him than what you got right now in Seattle? If Atlanta wants to go for Justin Fields or Atlanta wants to be aggressive and get someone in the draft, well, that's a door shut for us. And also, he's older. So if you're Atlanta with a younger offense, right, with Pitts, with Bijan Robinson, and these guys that are, you know, Drake London all drafted within the last three or four years, and you want to get a younger quarterback to be on the same timeline as them, Russ is not your guy for that answer. So it's like, where else is he going to go? I think it makes the most sense. The Seattle Seahawks going back home with a guy that wasn't already, you know, not there anymore in terms of Pete Carroll, where you have a new philosophy. Mike McDonald is young, is aggressive, coming over from Baltimore. Ryan Grubb fits exactly what Russ wants to do. For me, the, the best landing spot for Russell Wilson this offseason is the Seattle Seahawks. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you disagree, think of a better spot right now for Russ to go to and have success than Seattle. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. Troy is calling from Pittsburgh. What's up, Troy? What's up? How you doing? Good, buddy. What's on your mind? Uh, first, I think his best chance in winning the Super Bowl and probably his only chance is to back up Patrick Mahomes um, <laughs> at the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> Russ, has been, Russ has been falling off since he's been in Seattle. In terms of Seattle, um, I definitely disagree. Uh, one, I think that relationship is broken. Two, I think Seattle was set up in a prime position with some picks and at 16 to go up and get a younger quarterback. You're talking about being cheap. This is the deal that, you know, can last three, four years on a rookie deal with great, great wide receivers and a new coaching staff and a new scheme. So I think what's best for them is to move forward. There's been a lot of chatter in Pittsburgh about Justin Fields and yeah. Russell Wilson. 
Um, I don't see that happening. That's just not what the Steelers do. They put their faith in Kenny. They're going to give him one year and try to get a quarterback that the fans would not chant to start over him to give him a real shot. Um, I think Russ needs to stay put. Um, I don't think he can stay win Stay put one, in Denver. I, what's that? You said stay put in Denver? Yes. I don't, I don't see I don't see any other team willing to take a one year, and it's kind of just – Shot in the dark, one year for Russell Wilson. I, I don't. I don't think anybody at, at, at this point believes in him to give him two to three years with their franchise. That I appreciate the culture. I'm not even saying you have to sign him to a long term deal. I think a one year, like one year, three million dollar deal. I think there are plenty of teams that would sign up for that risk. Like, what's the what's the downside? Russ stinks. Okay, see you later. We're spending no money on you. And we'll move off of you and, and go somewhere else. I, I think there'll be a lot of teams in on a one-year, $3 million, $5 million deal for Russell Wilson. And I don't see why he wouldn't take it if he actually is all about winning. He can't go to the team that's going to offer him the most. And also, right now, uh, to your tr- point, Troy, I'll give you credit on this. I mean, his stock is so low. I'm not even sure how many teams are going to offer him more than 10 or $15 million. So he doesn't have any big-time deals, I think, at least out there. I think a lot of teams would be interested in a one-year flyer for for five or ten million dollars. Absolutely, that's number one. And I don't think right now Denver, like staying in Denver, is an option. I think they're done with him. I think Sean Payton is dead set on moving on. Whether it's a quarterback in the draft, um, whether it's making a move for someone like Justin Fields, like I think at this point that relationship between uh, between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson is done, over. Again, Russ's house is on the market. Not that, you know, uh, I'm not on house hunters here. I'm not going to pretend to know the whereabouts of, of every athlete's listings and what their uh, availability are. But I know, at least in terms of big-name quarterbacks, when Tom Brady's house in Boston was on the market, what happened? Tom Brady left. I don't think these guys are putting their houses on the market if they intended to stay in the city that they're playing for. And for Russell Wilson, I don't think he's uh, putting his house on the market to still live in Denver and find another house. The guy's getting $39 million this year, guaranteed. I, and when you have, I don't think he's downsizing. And when you have 13 bathrooms in your house, I don't think you can upgrade anymore. So I don't think he, he's looking to get a new house in Denver. He's selling the house because I think he knows my time with the Broncos is over. And so if you're going to move on, I think for me the best landing spot, the, the place that he can have the most success in, is Seattle. Now, to answer the question of will he actually succeed? Will he win? He says two in five years. Let's not even get crazy. Let's just say one. If Russell Wilson goes to Seattle, let's just say he's there for five years. Could he win one Super Bowl in five years if he returns to Seattle? I'll give him my answer on the other side. 855-212-4227. What is the best landing spot for Russell Wilson? 855-212-4227, Ryan underscore Hickey, and the number three on Twitter. I'll give you my thought. Can Ross win another Super Bowl? I'll answer that question next. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Welcome in, Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Good news if you miss any part of the show up to this point. Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E is where you can catch up on all of the show audio-wise, 
And then video-wise, if you want to subscribe to the channel Ryan Hickey on YouTube, a lot of video content from this show, which right now is also streaming on the CBS Sports Radio YouTube page. So you can see me uh, not only talking on the radio, also try to fight off a cold, as you can tell probably by the voice and the congestion right now that I'm overcoming. Filled in for JR twice this week, Thursday, Friday, and both times my voice was hanging on for dear life. Uh, today it's in a lot better shape, thankfully. So now it's more nasal congestion I'm fighting than I'm fighting, you know, let's just say a uh, scratchy throat. So at least I guess we're progressing in a, in a better way for the radio at least. Uh, but you can watch that right there, CBS Sports Radio live YouTube uh, channels where we're streaming live um, as well. We're talking right now Russell Wilson and his future. Is this a guy who has just claimed before on the I Am Athlete podcast that he wants to win two Super Bowls in five years? Where is that then most likely? I think for me, the answer is Seattle. His best chance at winning another ring. Like, actually, not not as Troy Pittsburgh called up before um, and said backing up Patrick Mahomes, just like Ron tweets at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. Technically, the Chiefs ask Melvin Gordon and Montreal Harrison, former, uh, or Montreal Washington, excuse me, former Broncos that went to the Chiefs to win rings. Ask them how easy it is. Yeah, he could go back up Mahomes and win a ring, absolutely. But in terms of starting, right, being the quarterback that leads the team to the Lombardi Trophy, where is a spot that is most likely for that to happen? I think it is the Seattle Seahawks. He's cheap. He fits that offense. He's an upgrade from Gito. And they got a lot of good weapons for, for him to uh, to use. I think the best spot at Russell Wilson having success and winning a ring is in Seattle. With that said, I do not see him ever winning another Super Bowl. This is coming from someone, by the way, hand up here, that two years ago, when he went to Denver uh, for year number one with, with Nathaniel Hackett, um, I predicted in the preseason for the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. Uh, 0 for 1. Then, last year, doubled down in the sense that I picked the Broncos to make the playoffs. Just make it. Not win a game, not win the Super Bowl, just make the playoffs under Sean Payton. Uh, obviously, we know it didn't happen, 0 for 2. So I am someone that has been more optimistic with Russ than others will say. Three times, all right, what they say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, now I'm, I guess I shamed myself last year. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to get fooled a third time. As George Bush would say, I'm not getting fooled a third time. I don't think Russell Wilson, as a starter, can win another Super Bowl again. I think he could be a perennial playoff team with the Seattle Seahawks. I think he can win them a playoff game in the NFC postseason. But I don't think right now the Seahawks with Russell Wilson are better than the 49ers. I even at this point don't think they're, be uh, they're better than the Eagles or the Lions. So I don't think Russell Wilson is ever leading his team to and winning a Super Bowl as a starter again. But in terms of the team with the best opportunity to do that, I think it is the Seattle Seahawks. I think he can be a playoff caliber quarterback again in Seattle, just not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. I think the best landing spot for Russell Wilson now that he is all but done in Denver is it Seattle? 855-212-4227. If you disagree, that is the number to call. Larry is calling from Florida. What's up, Larry? Hey, how's it going? 
Larry, we're living, man. I'm sure down in Florida on the beach, you're living as well. Uh, I absolutely am. And my take on this is probably not going to come as a shocker. But let's hear it then. I would say the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Is he Miami better Dolphins. than Tua? Why, why, why would you say that? Well, what I would feel is I feel like one, he is better than Tua. I'm not a Tua fan. I, I don't believe, and I don't believe he's the guy. Uh, with Tua, I feel like the biggest flaw that we have with Tua is his lack of mobility. He can't extend plays. When you have receivers like Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, the offense that we run, I think it's pretty heavily predicated on being able to extend plays, and that's the one thing that Tua does not do whatsoever if i had to rank all 32 quarterbacks in the nfl i would probably rank him dead last when it comes to his ability to extend plays um even more so than at at one point we were talking about his his arm strength can he throw the deep ball i feel like his biggest thing is that he can't extend plays to the level that he needs to to be able to hit wide receivers like tyreek hill you know, being able to extend plays, that's, that was his bread and butter when he played with Patrick Mahomes. Right. Granted, he's not Patrick Mahomes. I know, you know, like nobody's Patrick Mahomes. But a lot of his effectiveness in Kansas City came from broken plays where the plays was extended by Patrick Mahomes. And I just don't think Tua can get that from him. And I think that Miami will be a pretty good shot for him to win. Of course, he will still have to get through Kansas City, and of yeah. course they would still have to beat Mahomes, and there's some great quarterbacks in the AFC. Yes. But I do feel like they would present a great opportunity for him to be able to win because Miami has a team that's built to win right now, and I honestly feel like our quarterback is why we don't. Larry, I actually agree with a lot of what you said. I was a big Tua fan, I'm a big Tua believer, but I'm with you in the sense that not only mobility-wise, but just even his ability to play well against better opponents. Like, if you look at how Tua plays, or played, I should say, against the Jets, the Patriots, and the Panthers versus how he played against the Bills, Chiefs, and uh, Bills, Chiefs, and Ravens, yeah, you'll see a totally different Tua. He is not someone that can play his best against the best teams. If I'm Miami, I would be more interested in Kirk Cousins than I would Russell Wilson. I think Russ is a bigger risk. I think he's a bigger boom or bust kind of guy. Um, I know Kirk, you're talking about mobility. He does not have that either. But for me, at least, Kirk is more of a sure thing than Russell Wilson. Russ is a risk. Don't get me wrong here. Russ is a risk. But I think he's a risk worth taking because he's a cheap risk. Again, he's getting $39 million this season for the Denver Broncos no matter what. So that should mean for someone who has talked about winning, that should mean that you're going to go to a team that's good for a discount. You're not going to go get the biggest contract you can. You're not going to go ask for a $45 million deal. Number one, you're not getting that. With how he's played the last, really, three years, he is not getting a $45 million a year deal. He's not even getting a $30 million deal, uh, $30 million a year deal. So the deal's not going to be there for him in the first place. But also, too, when you're getting $40 million, basically, for the Broncos, why do you have to sign a big-time contract from someone else? Why can't you you know, use that to your advantage, get $5 million, leave cap space otherwise for you know to build the team around you, 
and go ball out. I think Seattle, because of the conference they're in, would present a better opportunity for Russ to win than I do if he went to Miami. Dave's call from New Hampshire. What's up, Dave? Hey, uh, Mr. Hickey. First off, I want you to know you sound very good, despite your cold. So You're a good liar, Dave. You Thank do. you. Uh, but uh, so a couple of things I think uh, normally, uh, given your track record, uh, I think I would have uh, bet against you. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you, I think that, uh, you know, that kind of money, 35000 for him, uh, guaranteed, uh, he's just not going to be hungry enough to uh, to put out a good game. I, I don't see him doing anything with anybody. Uh, and so that, but that's just, you know, it's more of a guess than anything. Yeah, I don't think it's a money thing, Dave. I appreciate the call. I don't think he's now fattened up because he got that big contract from the Broncos a few years ago, and now he's, like, stopped trying. Like, I don't think Russ has sucked the last two years in Denver because he stopped trying. Because he was, like, a fat cat. It said, okay, I got paid. Now, like, you know, I'm going to loaf it in the offseason. I'm not going to fully dive into the playbook and try to win. I think he is still driven to win. I think he still cares about winning, and he is one of those professionals that he doesn't let money get to him. Now, we could argue maybe he's let fame get to his head and how he treats his teammates and how he, you know, kind of appears sometimes on the red carpet, which is a different story. But I don't like I don't think he's lost the hunger to win. That I think is still there. I think there right now just other issues with Russ's game as to why he has struggled specifically the last two years in Denver, none of which have to do with getting a fat contract. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. We'll take your thoughts on the best spot for Russ. Um, also, when we do return here, you see this video about Cam Newton? I, I learned at least one big lesson watching a bunch of high schoolers try to fight Cam Newton. I'll tell you what it is. We're I can't believe I just said that. That sentence, but that is the world we're living in in 2024. That is for sure. Ryan Hickey right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. It is Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Very f- fitting rejoin. Chris, can I... I would have a senior moment here for myself. I would like to impart some wisdom to you. You are, what, 24 years old, 23 years old? 24 going on 25, my friend. Let me give you some advice from someone whose life is over. <laughs> Last night, well, let me give you the advice first. Hold on to that youthful exuberance you have. Never let it go. Never allow your age. Always act like you're 23. Because I will say, yesterday, speaking of the, the rejoin, just played drinking all night. What I did not do yesterday on my Saturday night, was drink all night. I for the I think last night was a first realization my life is over. You want to know how I spent my Saturday night, Chris? It was my friend's 30th birthday. Went to dinner, had dinner, had drinks, amazing restaurant, food is awesome, drinks were great. Afterwards, we went out. Went to a bar like right down the street. It was like it was a like it's a bar, but it's kind of like a club atmosphere in like the basement. You go down there. My immediate thought, two thoughts as soon as I walked down the stairs and stepped into the venue. The music is too loud. The lights are too bright. I even had a third thought. It's too crowded in here. 
I sound like I'm 55 years old. I am 29. So I'm just telling you right now, from an older guy to a younger guy, please never be like me. The first three thoughts going through your head are music too loud, the lights are too bright, and it's too crowded. I hated myself. And I did not stay long. So please do not end up being like me. Let me be your role model to do the opposite of what you should be doing. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but ever since I graduated school, I've become a massive homebody. And um, on the nights where I don't work, I work predominantly nights and overnights here. On the nights that I don't work, I am usually in bed around 8 o'clock, rotting away, watching whatever. And that goes for whether my off day is a Tuesday night, a Friday night, a Saturday night. Yep, and that's what I did last night. Man. Let me tell you. All right, so everyone listening, then, do not be like us, uh, us here at CBS Sports Radio. We're, we're, we must sound like a bunch of losers. Oh, my goodness gracious. I've just lost the th- – I've just lost it for, you know, I'm not in school anymore. And the thought of going out, which I don't do. I still live at home on Long Island. I don't go out in the city that often, or I don't go out at all on Long Island. And just not really something I'm really interested in. This segment – of how not to be cool is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com, wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Well, smartly by you then, Chris, by staying inside that a lot, and for me at least going home early and complaining about the the, the crowd and the, the volume, it means we that are not going to be in a situation like a few teenagers found themselves on Sunday. And that is fighting Cam Newton. Before we get to the video, in case you missed it here, I'll, some more advice here from yours truly. Especially in this day and age where phones are everywhere. right? Everyone is videoing everything you do. So with that said, if you feel the need to get into a fight and you say, I got to fight this guy. Number one. It's probably going to be a video, so you better make sure you win. Number two, you better make sure, especially if you are somehow in a situation where you end up trying to fight a celebrity that people know, the video is definitely going to get out, so you better make sure you're going to win. And then finally, if you end up fighting a NFL player with multiple people, You and your friend decide we're going to try to jump a former NFL MVP. You better be damn sure you win. Because if you don't, when you don't, the internet is going to find out and you are going to get clowned. That seems like obvious information to have. But unfortunately, for it seemed like teenagers too, by the way, which is crazy. On Sunday, they did not heed that advice. So in case you didn't see this video, and if it's trending all over social media, so if you haven't seen it, it's very easy to find. Just type in Cam Newton wherever you are on social media. It'll pop up immediately. Cam Newton today looked to be at, uh, it looked like a a seven-on-seven football event. Now, the video is 22 seconds, and the video starts, at least the only video I've seen, the video starts when the fight is already happening here. And so the video I have seen, Starts at the bottom of the stairs, camera pointed up to the top of the stairs. It zooms in, and there is Cam Newton right there with three guys attacking him. Pushing one guy, takes a a guy who's wearing a backpack, takes him by the straps of the backpack, 
rips, throws him around like a rag doll, and throws him out of the frame. So three guys are, are trying to, I mean, we'll call it jump Cam Newton, it seems like. And Cam Newton is here in self-defense. One guy in the backpack gets ragdolled and thrown out of the screen by Cam. Then it kind of spills from the top of the stairs to like a grassy area by a gate. And that's where the video picks up. Three guys right there kind of corner Cam by the gate. I am watching right now. He has one, his like right arm wrapped around one guy who's trying to punch him, but it kind of pins his arms there. He has his left hand pulling the hood down of another guy trying to fight him. A third guy has a direct shot at Cam and is not fighting him, throwing any punches. And then if this is not bad enough, these three guys are getting just ragdolled by Cam Newton. A fourth guy runs in out of nowhere and tries to land a punch on Cam and actually does land it, but still is to the point where once Cam Newton gets his bearings, is throwing these kids around before security kind of finally steps in here. Before um, security steps in and breaks it up, I have no idea what leads you to try to fight Cam Newton um, at a seven-on-seven event, especially when, again, from the the one video we have, it's not exactly the clearest, but it looks to be high school kids that are, like, attending this event that are actually playing in the seven-on-seven that are attacking Cam Newton. In case you forgot, I know Cam has been out of the game for a little bit. He is still, first of all, jacked. He is also 6'5", 240. What are you doing thinking you are going to, even with three people, fight Cam Newton and think it's going to win? Could you ever see a situation, Chris, where you and even a few of your friends, I don't know what you're arguing about in the first place with Cam Newton that gets you to this point where you say, okay, I got no other option but to fight him. Still with three people fighting a former NFL MVP that has run over linebackers for a career that I don't see any sort of situation that could happen where you end up thinking, okay, this is the only thing I got to do. This makes sense. It's more, now I have more of a question directed towards those kids. Well, two questions. Hey, moron, dummy, did that look good in your head? What make, what in your right mind? You really thought you could try and jump 6'5", 240, maybe even 250-pound Cam Newton? What is wrong with you? And in reply to that, those kids getting ragdolled, I have this. And the laughing is perfect because, like, there was a part of where Cam Newton, Cam Newton, you can see him, like, smiling. Like, this is, like, easy work for him. Three high school dudes trying to take you down. Like, that's the equivalent of, like, the, the normal guy. Right? Like, I, I think I'm just a normal guy. I'm 5'11", 170 pounds. Like, not, like, not jacked. I'm just, like, I don't know. just, like, whatever. I'm just I'm a person. A normal guy. That's, like, the equivalent of, like, three five-year-olds running up to me trying to fight me. Like, you just, like, laugh as, like, these idiots think, like, oh, we, we got you now as you're throwing them down, pushing you off of them. And the, I think the worst part about this for the kids is the fact that when you look at this video, Cam Newton looks like the Wicked Witch of the West. He is wearing, like, this, this hat where, like, his hair, like, sticks up from it. So, like, the top of that, like, he's, like, it is a cowboy hat or, like, a, a witch hat, if you will, where the top is cut out so his hair could come out. He is wearing that hat. The hat doesn't move an inch. The hat, again, being jumped by three or four guys, isn't even knocked off his head. So the guy's not even sweating. 
as he's throwing three and four people off of him. What? These are the, honestly the three or four stupidest people on the planet. Thinking you can beat up Cam Newton. They are lucky Cam didn't swing back and he was just more in self-defense mode. That is pure stupidity. I've only gotten in one fight in my life. It was a guy that was bigger than me saying some things you shouldn't say to my girlfriend and I stepped in. But even like if, I'll be honest, if Cam Newton said to my girlfriend with that bigger guy that I only fight ever gotten and said to said to her, I'd say, you know what? Look, I, I love you. We got to get out of here. Because if you think I'm going to fight Cam Newton after he disrespected you, I'm sorry. That's just, uh, I'm going to embarrass myself here. That's one where you take the L and you leave because you got a 6'5", 250-pound guy saying, you know, trying to fight you. That, that's never a battle you're going to win. Paul has some thoughts on this call from Westfield. What's up, Paul? Hey, good evening, Ryan. My God, man, imagine the excuse. They better wake up in the camp that they're playing at football. Let's attack a legend hero and MVP of the Super Bowl. They must be hallucinating because I have audio where I was attacked in the restroom area by 6'5 and 270, and the banging of the bodies on the partitions in the walls is definitely noisy. And imagine their little kids, their little teenagers, and this is the saddest part. Um, imagine the celebrities like John Stockton could walk around. No one knew who he was. He looked like a choir boy. But a, a lot of these famous celebrities, there's imprints on them. And when people are under the influence, they have a negative reaction. That's why you need entourage and bodyguards. These kids are nuts nowadays, Mr. Hickey. You're, you're right, Paul. And I hope it's not a, you know, a lack of respect. I appreciate the call. Again, we don't know what happened. This video just came out today, so we don't know what instigated it. Again, from what I could tell, Cam is in self-defense mode, so he doesn't seem like he's the aggressor where he's, you know, instigating this fight. I'm not sure if things got heated on the field, whatever. But still, I think part of it is just a lack of respect. I think there is, I don't know if it's social media. Like, I don't want to sound again like old guy on the block, being not even 30 yet. But I feel like there is, like with the younger generation of social media, like there is a, a less appreciation for elders or those that have, you know, achieve things before you where it's like that or straight delusion. I mean, you, even if you didn't know who Cam Newton was, you look at the size of him. That's got to be something where you said, you know what, fellas, not today. Well, let's just take the L and get out of here because that's a battle. Even three or four of us, we are not winning. Nick's call from Baltimore. What's up, Nick? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm from Baltimore, Baltimore City, born and raised, and I'm um, 45 years old. And I think it was a lot of times where people, young people, with the social media, will do things without even thinking about it, and 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 then they don't realize who who they're messing with. And and just even in my life, I have boxing training. I've I've had issues where people like they and like they come up to you, they're aggressive, they want to start a fight, and then once you throw a real punch at them, once you show an athletic move to them, they're, they're you know, you know, it's over. But I, I think Cam Newton is lucky that, he, that these kids didn't have weapons, and it's just like a stunt. I think, it's, I think, I think these young kids do this stuff to just do stunts. Because they never get views. They want- well, that's a good point, man. That that is a good point, and I hate I I hope that's not what this is. I don't see how I don't I don't think that's the case here because again I don't see what you get to the benefit of by losing in a fight to Cam Newton. But you are right now with social media and likes and views and followers being so 
publicized and so quote-unquote, I'm putting this in air quotes, important. It's not, but a lot of people think it is. That now, like you said, Nick, people do stupid things to get recognition. People do stupid things to get attention. I don't think that's what this is. I don't think they fought Cam Newton to get eyes on them. I don't see how that works in their favor um, in a positive way. But there is an overall like thought. You see a lot of people do stupid things. Now, like now here in New York City, what people do is ride the top of subway cars. People are dying just to get videos of it. It's stupid. But people do stupid things to get views. I don't think that's what this is. I, I really hope not, at least as well. All right, 855-212-4227. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Early this week, there was talks about expanding the college football playoff in 2026. What is the perfect college football playoff format? I'll tell you next. Hick at night with you right here, CBS Sports Radio.